Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. A dribble, lets it fly. He throws it! FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Body, no. Tipped up by Nance. Hit the horn! Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways, brought to you by the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. You can follow me on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports. And I am joined by the Welsh, at Is It The Welsh. We had a break. We had the weekend of the All-Star Game and the festivities and all that stuff, the Welsh. I know that there is nothing that you love more than All-Star celebrations. Big Pro Bowl guy, big Home Run Derby guy, big MLB All-Star Game guy. You Love the fireworks. Big all-star right? game guy. That's Everybody yes. knows that about me. All-star Welsh. Every listen to me that <laughs> give me the all-star break. It's all that I want. No, it's not what I usually want. Though, <laughs> you know, it was definitely spiced up. Entertainingly enough, like I'm not, like the NBA does it the best. I think I've said this on here. The NBA does the all-star games the best. I saw people tweeting over the weekend, hey, NBA, please teach you know NFL how to do All-Star. And 
you know, they, they had a lot of conversation. That was kind of the big thing around it. So, I mean, we could talk about the three-point contest, the dunk contest, the game. Also, some basketball moves happened right before it. Bogman, let's talk about the dunk contest to start with, because that was where all the controversy started. And this is the one that, is it fair to say the dunk, it, it, did people want the dunk contest more than anything still, or is the three-point contest taking that over? No, no, they still want the, the dunk contest. I think the dunk contest is still, it's still the most traditional of all of those things, right? It's, you know, Michael Jordan and Dwight Howard having a huge one, Blake Griffin having a huge one, like, we all remember the dunk contest. It's been just filled with no names recently, and this this year was uh, not too much different. I mean, but but the presumed job that Aaron Gordon took so much so that Aaron, which I like, this would be a me move. Aaron Gordon was like, so I'm just not gonna have. I'm not gonna win. I'm done. Like you're gonna take this from me. I should have two of these crowns under my belt, and you took this away from me. I'm good. I won't compete it anymore because Aaron Gordon pulled off some business and dunking over taco taco fall was probably one of the more ridiculous things that we've seen. And I mean, he just pulled off craziness. He pulled off absolute craziness and Derek Jones jr. Who, you know, in his rightful self, he's not an exciting name or anything like that, but he's a great dunker. He took the title. And what I saw Boggs is that the judges, they wanted to tie them off with the score and then they were going to like, you know, have to dunk battle again. But one of the judges screwed up the score. So the judges were trying to be like, oh, who was it? They were trying to figure out who it the was person. Wade. Yeah, it was it Dwayne. It was Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Dwayne Wade. <laughs> already, like I, I've already seen it. It's like uh, someone has put like the most amazing uh, whatever it is, uh, trick video of somebody doing something crazy, and then they flash Dwayne Wade and he's holding up a nine. You know, like <sighs> that. That's gonna be a meme forever because that. Look, uh, I I don't. I wasn't. I didn't have the sound on. I was watching uh, something else, and I had the dunk contest on in the background. Same thing with the three point contest and the All Star game. Because uh, I'm with you, I don't necessarily find All Star festivities to be very exciting. I want to love the dunk contest. Don't get me wrong. I can then get some damn names. Get in. more you know, than Pat Coddington and get hey, more he, than his Derek. Was actually pretty damn cool. That's like, fine. It, he he came up dressed as uh, dressed up as Woody Harrelson yeah, and White Man Can't Jump. That was yeah. pretty good. Oh, right. that was you know uh, that that's pretty nice. Uh, Aaron Gordon's dunk over Taco Fall was insane, but I thought that Derek Jones's dunk was better, and uh, I was kind of I was surprised there was so much heat. Like, look. You jump over a seven foot five guy. That's pretty much uh, going to do it. That's all he she wrote, get, folks. He didn't get all the way over Taco Fall though, and I think that was the deal. Like he got over him, he cleared him, he yeah, didn't like take little, him down with him or anything. But a little crotch in the head, a little bit, right? <laughs> definitely things we can't say on the show going on in that. But uh, yeah, man. So I, I wasn't surprised to see Derek Jones Jr. win it. It just sucks that he's been in two close ones, and because he beat Zach Levine. Like I love Zach Levine. He beat him in the first one. I think this one is more contested. So I would give this one more to Derek Jones, and I would give Zach Levine the one that he actually won. But uh, I mean, I just can't get over it, though, dude. I can't get over the names. Like, I just can't. I can't get excited about it. And that's my problem. And oh my god, they literally they just lost the best player that they could possibly get. Who doesn't want to compete in it anymore because he got jobbed in Aaron Gordon? What are they gonna do? Like, they can't entice. I, I don't know if we did it here or we did it on the In This League Fantasy Basketball podcast, but I gave my suggestion of what they need to do, and they need to put 
serious cash money behind this. They need to get one of these ridiculous sponsors. These Mountain, uh, uh, God knows what Mountain Dew or whoever the sponsor was paid to be a part of the All-Star game. Millions upon millions of dollars. You're telling me they can't put aside a million, two million dollars, one million for the dunk contest and one million for the three-point contest? You're telling me they can't do that? What guy in the league is not going to want to play for a million dollars for 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Like even LeBron, yeah. like LeBron doesn't need it, but 15 hey, minutes plus some dunks. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? How about this? Have them give a million dollars to charity and a million dollars to the player. I, I mean, do something to entice the players to, to want to go into it because, Hey, it's cool. Aaron Gordon, you know, he got job and we're talking about it and there was over taco fall, but there's <laughs> nobody care. It's just, and the numbers could just, they could just be so much better if they, they could. actually did something, uh, fun with it. But uh, I mean, I, I didn't really pay too much attention to the rising stars game. I mean, thank God, uh, team USA barely narrowly beat team world 151 to 131. If only they had Jackson Hayes. Well, if only. they would have uh, obviously won by, uh, 75 points because he's so amazing. So I thought that was funny. Look, I'm a Texas guy. I love Jackson Hayes, but he is being a little crybaby. Someone when, you don't love you? is uh buddy healed. Yeah. Singer. And he won the three-point contest, so that was disappointing as well. I was surprised to see Bam, uh, you know, a big man, win the uh, uh, win the the skills challenge. Ah, he's versatile, man. Uh, he, he really is. Bam's versatile. He's like you know triple double, one of those few triple double big men. He's kind of like one of the. I mean, the Jokic has become the barometer for triple double big men, and Bam is kind of like one of those Jokic lights, like him and Sabonis and. Um, who's the other one that I always use? Oh, uh, Vuc, Vuc, Vucevic. Vucci Mang. Yeah, Vucci Mang is kind of one of those guys. I mean, Bam is a talented guy. And Buddy Heald, uh, he was able to stave off Devin Booker, who ended up um, taking over for Damian Lillard. David Pertans was in that as well. Joe Harris didn't move on. I think he was eliminated in the first round. You had Trey Young. I think Trey had the worst performance of all of them. I think he only hit... <laughs> I think at fifteen, uh, he made up for it by hitting that uh, that half quarter uh, in the All Star game. So yeah, so cool okay, so then you go to the All Star game. If you're looking at All Star game weekend, one fifty seven, Team LeBron beat uh, Team Giannis to one fifty five, and they had this new thing which they're they're talking about might stick. It was the target scoring they're saying they might do for next year, and it had to do with the Kobe Bryant twenty four. And but but people it ended on like a free throw though. Yeah, uh, it ended on a free throw. But the players were playing so much harder in the third and fourth quarter than they normally would in an exhibition game. I mean, Kyle Lowry was out there taking charges and stuff, and um, I mean it was actually really competitive. So that I liked, and I like the competitiveness of the All-Star game, even if it ended on a free throw. I don't care if it ends on a free throw. I mean, you know, football games end on field goals. Who cares? No. So end it the way you're going to end it, as long as the guys are playing harder. I like this format. I think it'll. I think they're going to do the same thing next year, and obviously they named, and I, I mentioned this on uh, the Real Big Three over on uh, In This League, the Welsh, with Jonas and Dan. I said it's funny that they named the All-Star Game MVP trophy after Kobe Bryant, who's the hardest worker in the laziest game that you could ever play yeah. is the All-Star Game. But I, I understand, but I don't know how much longer the All-Star Game is going to be with us because Adam Silver has this uh, – 
real big dream of wanting to put a midseason tournament in. He wants to have it solved by a 21-22 season because that's the 75th anniversary of the NBA. So yeah, they're I talking. Also, game might go away completely. I, I, yeah, here's an article right here. It says the um, the idea. Is, let's see. This might be about the targeted thing because they're saying the idea is similar to the Elam ending using basketball tournament, a two million dollar winner take all tournament held over a summer. Um, let's see. Main goal is to eliminate intentional fouls. He pitched the idea to the NBA, finding a willingness. I think this was about the. Um, how they keep talking about basketball tournament? I think this might have been about the target scoring, though, that they were talking about. But yeah, a midseason yeah. tournament would change the whole thing. Yeah, and I think that would get more eyes on it, too, because it would be most likely be a midseason tournament, and the winner would get an automatic playoff bid. So, uh, you know, if, if you're a bad team and you win that tournament, you're getting into the playoffs. Now, you may only survive four games, but you're in. So, I, you know, I just don't like. I don't like this math, this stupid math thing they're doing. They're like, uh, the group initially discussed calculating the target score by ending uh, by, score by adding thirty eight, which was the average fourth quarter output per team under the dueling. Make it like twenty one. You know what I mean? Just like first to a hundred for Kobe. That's fine. Yeah, uh, that's fine. But like, do, do, we don't need like a mathematical equation built around all of this. Make it something that we're all we all like really understand. Like yeah, if they're yeah. going to do first, the target score, first one to hit whatever you know that that's the one that wins. Set the score before the the first quarter starts. Who cares? Yeah, so. I actually, you know, what I would love if they would have done. I would love if like Ice Cube, <laughs> Ice Cube got involved and they did like a big three tournament, but with the all stars. And it was yeah, like, that, wouldn't that be better? that would be fun? They've talked about well, one on one tournament and everything, but I think regardless of it, like. We'll get, I, I think, it just a midseason tournament because this is what they do overseas in soccer. They do it a bunch, and they do it in the professional basketball leagues overseas. But what does that do they have to a like season tournament? But what does that do to stats? And what does that do? Like, are you saying like they're going to take the middle twelve well, games the, of the season and they just turn it into a tur- like? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, how does how does yes. one team get eliminated in the first round? Another team plays seven more games. How do they calculate stats? Suckers Fantasy bracket. players, suckers bracket. You like all. All the teams would play the same amount of games, but you would have the round robin tournament. So, like, you know, before the championship, the two teams that lost to go to the championship, they would also play each other. Uh, so that game would count towards the regular season stats and everything else. It's just the winner of that. You know, it's either like every player gets a million bucks or there's an automatic playoff bid. So, you know, the players are going to get playoff money for those games at least. So it's just, it's something to make, you know, because you don't, you and I don't enjoy these all-star games. They're lame. Like even this one, which was probably the best one of all time. Still, I think a regular, you know, Thursday night game between uh, the Bucks and the Celtics, way more fun than the all-star it, game. And yeah. the all-star game is fun. 100% but I, great. but I would rather watch guys playing at their top level at their hardest. If they could too. do it right, which that's what I guess my biggest question that they can really do this right. Because like, you know, it's something that wasn't well perceived, was when baseball was like, hey, we got our All-Star game middle of the year. And by the way, the winner of the All-Star game, that's going to determine if the AL or NL is the home team in the World Series. And people are like, what? Like this right. game that no one cares about? Like you think this is going to get people to care more? And it wasn't well received. And guess what? It's gone. It's gone the way of the Dodo. That is no longer a thing. So what I worry about, like I, I, I would a thousand times over rather have some like cool, exciting tournament bracket thing than an all-star game, but like what, like what are the ramifications? Like how are you going to make the ramifications really important outside of like, there's a little bit of cash. Like, are you going to give playoff spots to someone that wins this? Is someone going to be, 
you know, an automatic bid, you know, so if they bomb out yeah. the rest of the season and they're, 100%. you know, it's the Orlando Magic or the Phoenix Suns and they win this tournament and they bomb out, they're automatically um, at least the eighth seed. Like, is that how you're going to do it? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly how you do it, which makes getting to the seventh seed um, way, way more important. Uh, if you know a team has an automatic bid, not only do you have to leapfrog whoever eight is, you have to get to seven because another team has, uh, you know, ha- has the the spot open up. Now it could be where the Bucks win the tournament, and it's not, you know, that surprising, you know, and they're they're first, and they're going to have home court, and they have the automatic bid, so maybe nothing changes. But there could be a year or two where, uh, you know, it's just like watching March Madness at that point, you know, where a Cinderella team like. Who's clearly not going to make the playoffs? Let's say say the Spurs have a great run and win that tournament. I don't think anybody would be surprised because Pop's there, but that team ain't making the playoffs. I mean, they good. could do like you know they could call it like the Kobe Bryant tournament. Sure, yeah, yeah. What, how, however, they want to deal with with that stuff too. If they were to do away with the the NBA All Star game, it's not like Kobe's going to be forgot. But uh, I, I think I think that's a, a great idea. So, uh, but we did have some some stuff happen. Uh, after the deadline and during or after the all-star break and during the all-star break and stuff. Yeah, I some mean, news for the second half. And we had Beeline resign with the Cavs. He's going to remain with the team, but there's all kinds of stories now about how uh, after his slug, slugs, thugs thing that players were trolling him by playing a bunch of songs with the word thug in it a bunch. So that that's actually kind of funny to me. But uh, the uh, he, he's gone and J.B. Bickerstaff is taking over and our friend Jonas despises J.B. Bickerstaff. So that's always funny. Uh, Kyrie is going to see a specialist after re-aggravating his shoulder injury. Cat uh, is going to be out indefinitely. Well, hold on. Let's, injury. let's talk about all of these. so much stuff. Yeah, let's talk about Kyrie for a minute because that news is that's big. And it's something Bogman and I have been talking about on the ITL uh, basketball podcast a lot is he's not trustworthy. He was not trustworthy because even though the team had kept competitive, this is not a guy that's pushing himself. I don't think he wants to push himself because Durant's not there, though there was video of Durant just the other day putting up shots and looking pretty good, but he just, he he doesn't push like Kyrie Irving is not, I don't want to call him not a tough player because maybe he's a tough player, but if there's any inkling of injury, he's out, he's gone. And this is a very worrisome sign for Brooklyn, for fantasy basketball owners, all of that. It's not the same level as Cat, where Cat is out indefinitely, and it it sucks. It's a concern, but these are like two very. I think they're two very different things. I think Cat wants to play with D'Angelo Russell, and when he's good, he'll be good to go. Where Kyrie is not trustworthy one single bit, and I think no. do they have the eight seed right now? Uh, the, I mean, the, the Nets are in the playoffs, uh, and they're probably they're the gonna make the seed. playoffs regardless of what Kyrie does. And they're at, they've actually been a better team without Kyrie at this point in the season. So uh, I, I think they'll be okay as far as their standings go and stuff. It's just not a surprise to see uh, Kyrie re-aggravate this injury and go out for it. He needs to get surgery and fix it. So fix just it. do that, fix it, and get be better for next year when KD is coming I, back, hopefully, close to 100%. If this team was like the 10 seed, I think he does that. I think they just say, just do this so next year you know, we can – get one more free agent to come in and we got a healthy Durant. We're going to be competitive. But the problem is, man, 
Look at the teams below them. Look at these teams. The Pistons, and we're going to talk about what the Pistons yeah, they're making in a minute. The, playoffs. <laughs> the Pistons, garbage. Hornets, I guess they've been on, I were on a little bit of a thing for a bit. I don't know, actually, uh, no, yeah, two game winning streak. The Bulls have lost six straight going into the All Star break. The Wizards, okay. There's not a redeemable team like the Wet. Not saying that, like, even the Phoenix Suns are, you know, I mean, they're 22 and 33, but the Phoenix Suns are like the 12th seed in the West. The Phoenix Suns are as good or better than the Orlando Magic, and the Magic are the 8th seed in the East. So yeah. it's like the Nets, like you just said, the Nets are going to walk into a playoff spot. So they're almost like hamstrung. It's like the. Reminds me of the San Francisco Giants from last year where everyone's like, sell, 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 be, and they just are going to make the playoffs. I don't think they should be hand-strung at all. I think they should just they should just go ahead. Look, Kyrie, get surgery. Even if they're the seventh seed, uh, whatever, eight seed, they move up to six. It doesn't really matter. They're going to get stomped by one of these top, top teams. They can't compete with the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, or Sixers, and probably not the Pacers either. So it's going to be a quick series in the first round for them. They're three games under 500. they They're not winning. So just have Kyrie get his stupid surgery and have him be good to go for next year. That's what we want. I know he doesn't want to have surgery, uh, and that it's invasive and it sucks, and the rehab process is terrible. No. And going through that too many t- times is – uh, why a guy like Andrew Luck retired and a smart dude like Irving might uh, end up retiring too, which he said he doesn't want to play into late into his 30s anyway. So you're right. They're, def- they're definitely different between uh, Kyrie and Cat, but I'm actually way more concerned today after hearing he's going to be out indefinitely than I was uh, a couple days ago as yeah. far as Cat goes. Yeah, and no, I buy that. A couple other, I want to talk about the big thing that happened, uh, but the other little tiny notes Clint Capella is weeks away from joining his Hawks team. That's kind of the news that's out there. This is a next-year play, of course. Uh, Victor Oladipo no longer on a minutes limit going into the second half, so there's a positive. And Al Horford uh, out of Philly is expected to stay with the second unit for the 76ers. So that's the plan going into the second half. Yeah, but the big piece of news that we got, you know, call it for however big it really was, was that the Detroit Pistons came to a buyout agreement with Reggie Jackson. And I just, I got to tell you how much I hate buyouts. You know what buyouts feel like to me? Buyouts in basketball are like the non-waiver trade deadline baseball was, where baseball had like, hey, look, it's a trade deadline, July 31st. Now it's over, but guess what? You could still put them on waivers and you could still trade players for another month. And it's like, what are you talking about? That's not real. I hate buyouts in basketball that they can, I I wish they would get rid of this stuff because it creates such a stupid, odd situation where playoff teams get such an advantage. Um, It's such a a, a ridiculous advantage by being able to pick up players on the dirt cheap because the teams are, the other teams are paying for it. The Detroit Pistons bought out Reggie Jackson and the Los Angeles uh, Clippers, I was about to say the Lakers, the, the Clippers were rumored, the Clippers swoop in and they have come to an agreement that they're going to sign Reggie Jackson for dirt cheap. And it completely alters you know, the playoff structure for absolutely nothing. So not only does uh. it affect like fantasy in, in little bits, it affects real basketball, but I hate buyouts in basketball. I, I'm not, I don't hate them with the vitriol that you, you hate them with because I do think that like, Reggie Jackson going to the Clippers. I mean, he's going to play like 
you know, nine minutes a game or something. I don't, he's not I don't think play. so at all. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to be into the twenties with that. Team. He's just not, he won't be, uh, it, it's not going to happen unless Beverly, uh, misses significant time. Like he may get a couple games here or there where he plays 20 minutes because they do have some guys sitting, but I can't imagine he's going to average much more than 10 minutes. I think you might see some, I think this team might run, be running more small ball where it's George at the four Leonard at the three, you might have Reggie Jackson play the two with Beverly, Lou Williams, and Harrell come off the bench. I think he could play some minutes, and they're going to play more small ball. I just don't – I hate the idea I, that, I think this is because Beverly's been hurt. I think that's the reason for this pick. Yeah. So I think when Beverly plays, Reggie Jackson just doesn't have much. Another blow to the Lakers, to be fair, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's very true because uh, because of uh, stupid what's his name deciding to stay retired. But yep, Collison he, retires. I mean, nothing ironically so has been working out for the uh, Lakers. They keep missing out on these buyout options. Right. I mean, but it's not like Damari Carroll is going to do much with the Rockets. You know, he's going there too in another buyout. I, it's just. Um, I don't know. I, I think Reggie Jackson go to the Clippers is ring chasing, but the Pistons didn't need him. They they agreed on a deal to buy out, so I don't really care. It's not like you know, not like Victor Oladipo is becoming a free agent or anything. Yeah, here. no, I get There's that. No but game changers. okay, but like all the conversation right now is about like you know, will uh, will the Cavs come to a buyout agreement with Tristan Thompson? The, even the, I know it won't happen, but even the idea that like it's a possibility. It's just annoying. It's just, it's a, it's a way to, to curtail and skirt around the rules, which guess what? The idea is when the trade deadline ends, players shouldn't be able to move teams. But what happens is they come to an agreement. The other team pays the price. And then these championship teams can swoop in for absolutely next to nothing. And then they just, it's a manipulation of rosters. I just don't like it. Not that Reggie Jackson's a superstar. Like you said, I just don't like that. They do this. It's annoying. Yeah, uh, it's understandable. Uh, I, and I think Tristan Thompson getting bought out, way bigger news than Reggie Jackson. So if that happens, I, I'm more on the fence with you on him. Uh, but even Tristan Thompson, not that big a superstar. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, that's, that's true. I mean, he went to the Rockets, he would play. But, uh, you know, you know, much more than Reggie Jackson. But, I, you know. He's still not a huge name. But guess what? Basketball is officially back today. So uh, they took their long extended break. They had about three days off since the All-Star game. And they got kind of a full slate for you. You're coming back with a couple games that are going to be just on your package deals. Bucks at the Pistons, Heat at the Hawks, Hornets at the Bulls. But here should be an interesting one. On TNT, Nets at the 76ers. Then you got the Grizzlies and Kings and then Bogman. This will be just a nice little palate cleanser for you. Rockets on TNT versus the Rockets. Warriors. So that should be Ten point a favorites. bludgeoning. Let's go. That should be a yeah, bludgeoning. I hope, I hope it is. I mean, the Warriors play have been playing much better than they have uh, earlier in the season. Wiggins, but I think with all that rest. Yeah, Wiggins uh, seems my, to be in a decent spot with this team. Yeah, yeah, he seems to be fine. But with all the rest, my Rockets should be fine here. Get Westy and Harden playing in that game. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, a lot, uh, lot of rest, a lot of guys getting back into it. Six-game slate you're going to get on uh, Thursday, and will be a breakdown for you on Friday. So uh, thank to everybody for kicking back with us on Hardwood Takeaways. That is Bogman. I am Welsh. We're on Sports Grid, but for now, we're out of here. See you.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.